I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome. Are you comfortable? Good. You have found the true source for cycling's mediocrity. You have found Backfiller. The Backfiller podcast will help you achieve bicycle bliss, two-wheeled tranquility, or at least the simple ability to smile at the silly sports you regularly attempt to conquer. The Pack Filler Podcast is hosted by a has-been who cannot climb. You can contact the show through Facebook, Twitter, or emailing us at info at packfiller.com. And now, sit back, ignore responsibility and training, and enjoy the Pack Filler Podcast. start with a poem okay there's a joke on the back end of this poem i promise there's a, it's actually a pretty good joke when you when you get to it okay you ready i always promise to start with a poem so we're going to keep that up the season is underway it's all us versus them the past several shows have all been abm <laughs> we know that's all by myself right two people host this show Th- that is the pillar mark is back on the air at See, that's where Mark's supposed to say Bag Filler, but he's not here. 
<laughs> Welcome back to the podcast that those knows that there's still one lap to go in the Pack Filler Studios. I'm Pat Bulger, and Mark Hodgson was supposed to be back with us tonight, folks, but I don't I don't know where he is. Hopefully, he's not lying in a ditch somewhere or out there uh, trying to pick himself up off the 24-hour mountain bike course because that is the the race he's planning on participating in this weekend. Hey, everybody. Um, I'm in an all by myself mode, and it should be a very interesting podcast for for the night because you know I I had everything prepped and all this kind of stuff to to create this wonderful podcast based upon uh, the return of Mark Hodgson. Mark's been away for a while, and he and I've been talking throughout the week and and making sure everything was good. We had original plans to go on Tuesday, as many of you guys know, and have given me wonderful rations of crap about. Um, and now we're at the point where, okay, we're supposed to go Thursday. We always start the show, you know, because a lot of times I'll tell you guys that we're doing the show at a specific time. So a lot of you guys will tune on live if we do the live stream and, um, you can contribute with your, with your conversations. And so six o'clock comes and goes, uh, and, um, you know, six Oh five comes and goes and I'm thinking to myself, God, you know, we've been doing this together for a long time. You know, sure. We had a couple of months off, but. That's mainly because of, you know, schedules and life getting in the way. And, you know, I have a studio at my availability. He does not. And so what we what we do is how we set it up is I just said, hey, here's the deal. You know, let's just shoot for a, you know, every so often or a show a month or something like that. Whenever you get the time and we'll go with that and I'll just keep doing my BBM shows. And, okay, that's cool. So, you know, here we go. We are all set together and 615 rolls by and I'm thinking, oh, crap, Jesus, everything's good. 620 rolls by and I just crack open a, a Ninkasi Brewing Company Total Dom- Domination IPA in my hand right here. And I, I walk in and I decided it's 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 time to do a show because I've been telling you guys out there that we're, we, we need to do a show and God damn it, we need to do a show. So before we get on to any of the topics that I have prepared that we can do with a one-person show, i got to definitely thank the Sufferfest, Dave McQuillan and the crew over at the Sufferfest. Big things on the horizon for Dave McQuillan. And um, it couldn't happen to a better company, better organization. I've been a fan and a follower of the Sufferfest for years. They've been uh, part of this podcast for years. Um, I am an official knight of Sufferlandrian, God damn it. One of the hardest things I've ever done. And so um, there is a link on packfiller.com. Check it out. Go over and um, click on that suffering face. Buy yourself a couple videos and you will be surprised at the transformation. And I'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, thanks to Glenn Copas over at Elephant Bikes. Uh, beautiful handmade custom steel bikes that are just absolute dreams to ride. I, 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 Part of me just wants to stay with uh, steel for the remainder of my days on this earth, even though uh, my current road steed is is carbon. But I, I just hope that God and I'm looking at the elephant that I have right now. It's hanging on the top rack here in the studio. A beautiful cyclocross bike. I love it. Um, give Glenn uh, a check. See over at elephantbikes.com. Uh, talk to him. He he builds a beautiful bike and uh, things are just awesome. So. Oh, I just got a text. Mark Hodgson's coming. So we'll believe that when we see it. Six more signs to the apocalypse. Um, also, big thanks to Road ID. Road ID, link on the site. Um, leave your body with some form of identification should you get in that horrific moment where um, you're unable to speak and loved ones need to get a hold of you. So there we go. Um, where do I go from this? Um, I have been 
oh, God, you guys are going to be disgusted with me. I've been off the bike for almost a month. And now don't, no, don't, no, no, don't judge. I was on the, on the, I, I did some races this week, did a road race and a mountain race, you know, our weeknight races. And we talked about that in the past episode about some of the concepts of, um, of weeknight racing almost overpowering and taking over weekend races. But um, hopefully that that won't change here. Um, life as with anything, I'm sure you guys have. And that's going to be one of my topics today is, is how life gets in the way of some of these things sometimes and, and how you find yourself. Um, here we are, the majority of us involved in this sport being of older age. Not older age, but, you know, age where we have careers and houses and wives and dogs and kids. And uh, how life can, can sometimes get in the way. And that, I will be honest, that was what happened to me. Sorry, sip time. And um, so it's, it's, and that's usually a common occurrence for me. It's usually, strangely enough, right around the time of the Giro. By the way, once again, thank you to Comcast and Spokane for not carrying the Giro. I really appreciate that um, because I, it's not like I want to watch that program anyway. Um, uh, but I, it was kind of weird. I ended the last part of my training on a high note, but then it dropped down quite drastically. Uh, first race of the season, uh, Ronde Van Palouse did uh, did kind of another all by myself moment there uh, out there, um, and half gravel. I think I've told you guys about this. The course is half gravel, flatted, and um, the wheel van didn't stop to to give me any of the wheels that were in it. Neutral support, you know, wheels in, wheels out, put wheels in. Drove right past me. I didn't stop. Um, and then, so I'm, you know, I'm flatted, and I'm out in the middle of nowhere, not on one of the gravel sections, and the next group catches because, you know, they set up groups in, you know, in increments and in, in intervals and stuff like that. Next group catches field goes by i'm standing on the side of the road car comes by me i wave at him to slow down keeps going now folks this is one of those kind of races that are out in the middle of bumfuck egypt all right so uh, nobody's around i could go up to a farmhouse and ask them to if i could you know get a ride but i'd probably never be seen again because this guy's one of those you know live free or die kind of people Next group. So I start walking. I, I don't want to ruin my rims. I, I only have, you know, a couple sets of wheels. Start walking. Next race comes by. Guy in the wheel van this time slows down. He slows down to come alongside me. Oh, thank God. I'm just get in the rig and drive home. I don't need a, I don't need a wheel. Just give me, a, give, let me get out of here. He slows down, rolls down his window, and I say to him, hey, I was in the master's category and my wheel van left and I don't have a wheel. Can I just get a ride back? Guy looks at me and says, I don't think we're supposed to do that. And he accelerates away from me. I'm standing there. He, I saw his eyes in the rear mirror as this guy pulls away. And I'm looking at him with a, I don't know if it was self-pity or rage, or just flat-out confusion and dumbfoundedness. I was watching this guy drive away from me. Last race. I'm, I'm, I'm screwed. I'm now out in the middle of nowhere with no spare, no way to get home. I have a cell phone, but because we're in the middle of nowhere, a cell phone, 
signal is terrible. And I can't call anybody. I walked for three and a half more miles before I got to a corner where fortunately the marshals were still there. And they had the number for the race director. And I was able to call race director, good guy. I mean, and I'm not blaming the people who put on the race. It was just a lack of communication. And, and you know, I was on the shitty end of the stick there. Um, fortunately, able to call him and he sent a, a guy to come and get me and bring me in. But I just, I had never been in that situation before. I've, I, I, you know what? I don't flat that often in races. I don't know if it's luck or if it's the fact that I'm riding big old fat tires or something like that. But I hardly rare, I hardly ever flatten a race. And now I'm fucked. I'm gonna race. I'm gonna flatten a whole bunch of races here pretty soon. But um, so that was that first race, and that's how more or less the spring campaign <laughs> came to a close. <laughs> because right after that, work starts getting in the way, and life starts getting in the way, and things got really crazy with with life. And um, my days were full, and then my weekends were full because um. Uh, the my teaching job I, I i direct um theater productions and so i had to i had to deal with that and all that was going on and once we got through that it was literally last weekend and then this week i was able to get out and finally do some some racing um we have our weeknight races are that go all tuesday pretty much all uh, tuesdays all pretty much all summer and we also have this wednesday night series if you're a local uh wednesday night mountain bike rider it's a great series that some friends of mine have been putting on for a long time and um i announce for them and then i get to go out and ride the races so um i forgot how much i like racing my mountain bike and how much um more laid back the mountain bike scene is than the road scene so um it was a good time you know and it was fun to get out in there do some races i still as i said earlier i want to do some of those gravel races um not necessarily with the kind of luck I had at that first race in April, but, um, but it, I, I'd love to do some of those, um, uh, Northwest. We have, uh, Kermisa or Kermis series or however you pronounce it. Don't get on my back. All you Euro guys. All right. I'm going to pronounce it like Bob roll pronounces the tour de France, um, and get out there and do some of those. They look actually pretty interesting and pretty fun. Um, so our local calendars underway. I don't know about you guys. Um, and it's it's great to have things going. Uh, team kit is, and I think I give you guys an update on that. The the junior team, for those of you who care, I've had a couple people ask me about that. And the team kit and the junior team is underway. We have kit ready to go, and um, it should be a lot of fun. I had some, I had some of the kids out there at the race on Tuesday night, and they're they're studs. They're great, and so um, we got. You know, just a, a real light start. You know, I've got I've got four kids on the club, and so it's not a huge organization or group, but it's great to, uh, to get out there and have have the kids participating, and they they really want to keep racing. So, um, and the team kit, like I said, thanks to some great local sponsors, um, including Two Wheel Transit, local bike shop, and um, Trek is coming on board to help us out. So, thanks to Trek. And thanks to Two Wheel Transit, thanks to the Sufferfest. Who else is on that shirt? Thanks to Two G One D. Thanks to Hammer Nutrition. All those things. They, they they don't expect to get plugs on a podcast, but but they're getting plugs on the podcast because they're awesome. Um, uh, so there we go. Uh, this weekend is also kind of the kicking in of the announcing calendar and the announcing season. The twenty four hours round the clock is beginning this weekend. I've talked to you guys about that. 
um, over past years. Mark and uh, the Arive guys are doing it. Mark and Chris and Roger. Oh, wait, I said Roger. Uh, they're going to be on a team themselves. They always give me shit every year for not being able to participate in the race myself because I'm announcing for about 18 hours straight. So if you wanna, if you're in the, if you're in the region, come out to that. You're going to hear me, especially in the later evening hours, get a little punch drunk, and it usually gets a little interesting around those times, just because when you're all by yourself on a microphone for 18 hours, it's amazing some of the stuff you'll say to keep your interest and keep the interest of people around the area. Um, I just became, I mean, I've become kind of like a glorified uh, billboard, but hopefully I'll throw a little funny stuff in there here and there. Uh, 24 hour racing. If you've never done it, uh, great experience. Oh my God, you guys, I just saw somebody in the front window. I, I we got to pause for this. No, I'm not going to pause the recording because I, I've always said I do live shows and we don't edit. Should we start the drum roll? Okay, we're going to we're going to try the poem all over again. Even though I've already started the show, we're going to try the poem all over again. All right? I got to finish the drum roll here first though. Okay, the drum roll's still rolling. All right, test test the test. The season is underway. I already said this and it was really sad. I just want you, I just want oh. you to know how sad it was cuz when you hear this you'll understand how sad it is. Oh my god. The season is underway. It's all us versus them. The past several shows have been all ABM, which is all by myself. <laughs> yeah, nice. Two people host this show. That is the pillar. Mark is back on the air at Pack Filler. Can you believe this bullshit? This guy finally fucking shows up at 6:41. Okay, st- to oh. my to my uh oh. to my dismay, I actually had it down at 6:30. And that's why I I was in a deposition. Oh, I saw it and I actually wrapped it. <laughs> you, you, you I saw your text. Your text. You? I was about done. There's a couple more things. <laughs> I wrapped it. My wife is even bringing in an IPA. I know you don't like IPAs, but you're oh, going to drink like what you beer. get. And dad, you here. You I did. mean, realistically, this is old home week. Um, <laughs> in the last two weeks, in the last two weeks, I have. It has been a rolling shit show. Um, my daughter has even been in the hospital. Um, okay, everything. now you're just using this shit as excuses. I mean, everything that you can imagine that is just nuts and crazy has been nuts and crazy. Well, okay, I'm, I'm going to backpedal a little bit. I, as you, you know, can probably imagine with show format, I've you know I got through the the sponsors, the give you know, all that kind of stuff. Oh, I uh, love sponsors. Yeah. Um, Welcome back! Oh, it's so good to be here. <laughs> How long? We don't. Should we reminisce on that? Is it should we dwell months, on that? It or is it? Six is months. it longer than six months? I don't know. It might have been six months. It's been. It's been too long. And I actually, you know, I did two podcasts with Dave and Roger. You with the endurance. Whore. Oh, I am. But I'm. I, this is. You're gonna like you this cheating part. bitch. I'm a little bit of a cheating bitch. <laughs> I did a couple podcasts, a couple shows with uh, Endurance Hour. Yeah. And um, the friend of the show and absolutely love doing their show. That's Dave and Roger's show. Go ahead and drink. And uh, um, the, the cool part about that is, you know, as far as podcasting is concerned, where your first love is. And that's Pack Filler. I mean, you talk God. about you know a what? show that is more me than than you'd, endurance hour. I mean endurance you'd hour. You'd be is saying so that if you were on like the Fredcast right now too. Hi. Um 
<laughs> so today there was a bike race um, right near Paris. It, it went to Nice. Um, it's a good. Uh, it's a good race. Very big. Uh, Cancellara was there. <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay, last. It's a good race. Yeah. Nice and Paris. Yeah. <laughs> There's a uh, road in uh, we're gonna in France we're with gonna, cobblestones. Yeah, why why make friends? Fuck it, fuck them all, <laughs> man. We're we've always been about making friends on the show. And yeah. If you'll remember, um, my love of certain teams that showed up to my race years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> one of my more memorable rants. I Have you say. talked to them very often? No, no, I no. Those who must not be named. They yeah. seem to have. Um, there's there's been a couple of tragedies, of course, for that team. To, um, they also seem to have. Uh, there's, you know how they they, they turn grow. into fresh faces. They've grown. They've grown. They I, uh, people sure, like them. I'm sure a lot of people have these kind of clubs in their in their cities. You know, with sure it's just like holy shit. How do you guys have 396 members, and we have five or something like that? Well, yeah, but we're snooty. We I might mean, be a little douchey. We might be the whiskey of uh, Spokane cycling, which is yeah. an acquired taste. Which, and at first you might you might not like it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You just drink enough of it and afterwards like, oh fuck, okay. All right, that's good. Oh, this isn't too bad. Yeah. So last we spoke, you had an Iron Man on your agenda. Still do. You still do. Still okay. Still do. Um The training has been consistent. Uh no shit. It's been consistent, but just not long enough. I'm not pleased with the duration of my training. My swimming is off, but that can be fixed pretty quick um, oh, just God, by swimming. Um, I'm not in the pool that much once a week or so. Um, but I, I, my running is much better, and that's actually given me a ton more um, endurance. I really noticed that on the course when I rode the course. Did you see my picture from the course the other day? The No, course? it didn't show up on my phone. Um, so I, I I saw that you were taking pictures of the fact that you did not necessarily enjoy said twenty four hour race. Oh, and I totally did. I was talking about I was talking about the twenty four totally hour race did. right before you got here, so it's kind of up to speed. So, but I I mean it was one of those moments where last year I showed up to the twenty four hour race in not very good shape. Which if anybody's listening to the show, I'm never in good shape. <laughs> um, but uh, um. It it uh it was worse than usual, I would say. I'm trying to find this because usually you guys take my entire thread. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, like once you, Chris, and Roger start that, going at there it. There are so many penis jokes right I there. I will come. Take your entire take thread. Take my entire but thread. Yeah, I didn't but I will it. show it to you. This is on my, my iPhone. Okay. This is a radio show, and I'm going to look at the video. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. It's but it's it was just a scrape. I'm going to describe. He, you've got a what looks like a laceration along your forearm. Uh-huh. That maybe it's because of the way the blood's trickling. That yeah. it looks like it's about an eight inch laceration. It looks a lot worse. It was that He's was taken off his blood shirt. Trickling. It was really just. Oh a scrape. no, that's good looking. Yeah, that's multiple scratches. It's solid, dude. How did you do that? Devil's down. Uh, yes, there too. Um, I crashed four times. Um, oh God! But and this really, is during the daylight, everybody. Alone. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those times where you just realize I'm not a I'm not a very good mountain biker. I mean, I enjoyed it, and that was the funny part. Was I kind of felt like not to compare myself only in the fact that I went down. Was I remember seeing like Lance's when he finally went down that that one race where it was like you was there was no way he was going to win the tour after that day, and I think he went yeah. down like four times. Um, on that particular day, it was like one of the last days he was riding for Radio Shack, 
and oh. he was just laughing at the end of it. Or like you know, I don't you think see Lance some, ever laughs. Uh, well, he should have been, unless it's other people's misfortune. Yeah, he's yeah. he is mean spirited, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, He's an angry one bald man. Oh, so sad. I wouldn't. I wouldn't make a joke about that. No, you know, it's probably no. bigger than both of mine. Even though um, a friend of mine, oh god, it's got to be huge. It's, it's got to be like be, walking around. He's got to have testosterone out oh, his ears. I mean, he's got to be like sitting there. The uh, the people who have the testosterone rub probably come to him and just yeah. say, "Hey, can we have that Lance, just to sweat off just, your nuts?" Yeah, can we <laughs> sweat? I was going to say squeeze it like a lemon, but that's like there. let's be like, no, you can't squeeze that. No, I can't. No, I only got one left. But I guess it was funny because I, I went and for those of you who are familiar with the twenty four hour race, there's the first crash. I came on rather than going at the airfield. It's the race starts at an airfield. Yeah. Came coming on to the airfield. I actually just I hit the road and I saw an arrow and said, "Well, here's as good a place as any to jump on because it's right." Well, by the yeah, road. that was all marked because yeah. we raced it last night. Yeah, and yeah. it was everything was marked, so I just jumped on right coming up out of Little Vietnam. Yeah, so I jumped on and went towards the like the towards the airfield, but you really don't. They wander around pretty good back. Oh there. yeah. So I do that, no problems there. Get through, come down off the final. Um, well, the, there's three steep, really four steep pitches coming up. I didn't quite make it up the um the power station you know that's yeah, yeah 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 sometimes you get caught on a rock right yeah. there got caught on a rock didn't fall kind of had to stop and just re- re-go then i um went there came down off uh um there and there was somebody the hikers have been really helpful in rearranging the arrows i have noticed that yeah, yeah. it's nice it's nice of them and we all get along masterfully out there it's so nice that they well, do that apparently the hikers you know they cannot give up one freaking day of the year. No. You know, they are, yeah. you know, that's awesome. So I came down and they'd moved the arrows and I actually took a right or a left, excuse me, and just linked up with this, um, the road that leads to the single track to the, lo- the rock garden. Gotcha. Okay. So I think I missed 300 yards of the course because you'd go, otherwise you'd go straight into um, the airfield and then up over the hill. Yeah. 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 Right. So I probably yeah. missed maybe 300 yards, maybe, 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 maybe a third of a mile of the course because you'd have, you yeah. know, you, you Total lap distance fourteen um, five. Fourteen eight. Yeah. Fourteen eight. Yeah. So I probably missed point three of the course. Yeah. I think. Um, and there's some new sections too, which are kind of nice over last year. There is some um right after, Little Vietnam same. Little Vietnam same. Yeah. The, I love the people who are have no idea of our region are going mm-hmm. What are you talking about, Little Vietnam? The, we, the sections of this of this state park are have these actual names. And um, right after five minute hill, when you get up to the yeah. top of five yeah. minute hill, there's some new tra- there's that some new trail track. up there. Yeah, yeah, that I loved. Yeah, um, that was just yeah, that is a flying section. It is. It is. Yeah, I really enjoyed that piece. Um, they still have that cool whoop de doo in there. Yeah. That's that's way at the end though. I really yeah. liked. But anyway, then I crashed on the rock garden, um, coming oh, up that Jesus. steep section into the rock garden. That's where yeah. I took the chunk out of my arm. Just. Yeah. Tipped over onto a rock. Yeah. And, you know, shit. And that's where, and then I looked down, I was going up a five minute hill and I noticed the blood and I thought, huh, well, not much I can do Sweet about it now. Sweet looks cool. Yeah. yeah that's, so glad I have my white jersey on. That's, I was kind of laughing at that point. So then I yeah. hit devils down and couldn't remember if it was right or left. <laughs> and you Left go is right. devils, right is angels. No, 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 no. But left or right when you go into devils. Oh, on the. Trail. On the oh, trail itself, if you stay you to the right, right, you're better off. You yeah. gotta stay right. I went slow to the left, and it's all lava. For those who That's don't know, it's all loose lava rock, and it's it's steep too. And it, that didn't work. Oh, shit. So I crashed there, oh, and then, shit. Uh, but not bad, not yeah. bad. I mean, it's just you fall, and it was, and so then I I got down there, and then 
there's no more problems. And then I was going on that. And once you get down Devil's Down, I think the course for a road biker becomes really fun. Except, you know, yeah. it becomes really fun for probably five miles or so, yeah. five, six miles, because you're on this great single track and it's yeah. fast. And if you're just ripping it out at 90, 90 RPMs and stuff, it's it's really kind of nice. Yeah. And it's and there's some sections that are almost like a double track. Yeah. And it's not super technical and you can just kind of put in a big gear and just mm-hmm. hammer. And just, to, I mean, even, yeah. you know, and even if you're... It's, it's a roadie friendly course pretty much. Overall, yes, but it's technical and scary for yeah. a roadie too. Yeah, especially you know. at two in the morning with nothing but a headlight on your... And some Lycra. Handlebars. Yeah, oh, exactly. <laughs> and some Lycra. You have a lamp for your head, right? I have a, hand, I have a thousand lumen for my head. Good. Fifteen hundred for my bars. I told you the first year I did you, it. Yeah, all I had was on my bars, and you're thinking, "Oh, switchback coming up." I would sure like to know what's beyond that switchback, but I can't turn I'm my looking, bars. I'm looking, but of course, yeah. my, my eyes want to. Oh shit! Yeah, it's terrible. I you actually, gotta. yeah, and I'm gonna carry a, a Petzl just in my pocket yeah. for the night lap, just yeah. just in case something goes wrong. Because I actually had my headlamp on my second night lap go out last year, oh, um, up 20 minutes into the course, but it was just getting light. So yeah, okay. I had about. She, 15 minutes of just the headlamp. Yeah. And that wasn't very much. Even with a thousand lumens on your head, it was enough to keep going and no problem, but yeah. I couldn't go very fast. And then I got that gloaming in the morning. And yeah. It was fine. And it was good from yeah. there on out. It was really yeah. good. But it was super. I mean, the funny part is, yeah, I fell over about four times. I left in a white jersey. I don't know why I chose white jersey. I oh, thought, yeah. I even looks... looked at it when I got out there and I thought, this is optimistic. Yeah. No gloves. Um, oh, I thought, shit. I thought, you know, but what the hell? Because I was coming from work. I was like, I just want to get a, a, a lap of the course yeah. in real quick and, and just hammer it out. And I had more fun on that course falling four times than <laughs> – I mean, I came back with Permagrin. I mean, I really love the course. Yeah. I mean, it's so much better when you know it a little bit. Like the first time last year, I was like, are you effing kidding me? Yeah. You know, I mean, okay, five-minute hill, and everybody goes, oh, it's not that bad. Well, if it's the first time you're seeing five-minute hill and somebody told you it wasn't that bad to begin with – oh. It's yeah. kind of a big hill. It's yeah, and and it's you not know, bad. Well, and after your second or third lap, it starts to wear on you yeah. after a while. So, so I remember going up and going four times, huh? Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I got to do. You this guys four, are on times. a three or four person team. Five, five. You got yeah, five good. now. We got five. We got myself, he who must not be named because you'll have to drink. I will um, anyway. Roger, it's myself, Roger, Dave Erickson. And I forget. Dave Erickson has a mountain bike. Yeah, he he rode the course like. A, a, Kind of hammered it out in an hour ten the other day. Shit, so that's, he's, that's cruising. That's he's cruising. solid. He can get down devils down, and that, I can't. That's so. what I did it in last night. Yeah, at the race. So yeah, about an hour ten. He's yeah. fit. And then there's another Timex team into theirs, and then Jesse. No, Chris. Oh, Chris. So Chris. Oh, the other Timex teammate bailed. So Chris took his place. So Chris so is back. Me, Chris. I'm sorry, I totally forgot that. Me, Chris, Dave Erickson, Roger. Um, and Jesse. And Jesse. And I will be showing up to the race in a motorhome with no turn signal. Oh, you're bringing the black bitch? No, no, no. You My don't have it My uncle has one of, of the 80s vintage that he's letting me use. So you're going to have to stick your hand out the window and signal or something? Pretty much. Nice. I'm kind of thinking uh, I'm going to have someone <laughs> follow me out there. I, they're hard enough to drive without people knowing where you're going, but... Well, most of the assholes who drive those things never use their turn signals anyway. So what the hell you got to worry about? Uh, hopefully, we're going to do a really good job with the mirrors. <laughs> yeah. So my uncle's trying to fix it right now, but I mean, it's I just got to drive it from Medical Lake 
to Riverside Park to Medical Lake. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got to do. And I'll hopefully have someone following me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that'll be good. And then they can, you know, I can just talk to them on the phone and go, okay, we're turning now. Yeah. Not that that's legal either. Yeah. Says our lawyer friend. Yeah. But I mean, (laughs) I I think this is the one thing about the 24 hour race for any listener who would ever consider doing a 24 hour race. I I think they're dwindling in number, unfortunately. They're dwindling in number. But this particular race is probably one of the most positive experiences I've had in sports anywhere. It's Um, a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm going to have to find you guys because every year, well, I'm out there announcing yeah. and I just, you know, I, I'm there all day and then about 10 o'clock I'm finished, 10 uh-huh. or 11 I finish because nobody wants to hear me anymore after that time. No. And then I usually sit back, have a beer and go to bed and wake up and start back up at about 8. Mm-hmm. So it's like I got all this time and we've always joked about the idea of doing a podcast during the actual race. Yeah. And we've never done it yet. We did one, um, Endurance Hour did one last year. Well, See, you just... I, you yeah. know, I know I'm cheating, but I'm just saying you keep bringing her name up. <laughs> but I'm saying fuck. if you wanted to do it, we did it last year. It's, did you really? Yeah, we did it straight from the campfire. God damn it. You know, I mean, it was cool. Well, and I've told you and, and we're make I, I well, I'm making an upgrade to the equipment here. We're now because uh, my wife's soon to be working here in this room. So I probably shouldn't announce that. But um, she's working. Yeah. In the room? What's she going to do? She, well, I can't. Same thing. Probably shouldn't doing. announce it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So, but, um, so I'm, I've got this new awesome recorder that's coming. So it's going to make the show a lot more mobile. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super so cool. we got that going for us. Yeah. But the 24 hour race is a hoot. I mean, it is like, it's one of Woodstock favorite. meets bike racing. Yeah. And it's, I, I would say it's probably one of the more positive experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't see, a lot of um, a lot of people with attitudes. You know, there's no. some very fast, very good athletes yeah. showing up. Um, you know, oh, it's all different types. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and there's also you know people that I cannot believe are on that course. Yeah, you know, finishing. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, I've taken seen hour forty two hours to do a lap. Yeah, yeah. I've seen, and I'm not going to pick on a specific gender, even though the first thing popped into my mind was female um, women in what is obvious, like a pair of yoga pants and sneakers on a, on a bike that has never touched the dirt before. And they're doing some pretty technical shit and they're doing this thing as a 24 hour team. And then you've got that. And then you've got some of these guys who are obviously from some of these pro teams coming in yeah, and, and doing it solo. And Oh God, I'd never do it solo. I, I do not have that desire yet. Um, I would imagine I'll never have it. But, uh, I'm getting into some endurance stuff. I've I've kind of started to wow. This is cool. I, I like the, the four hours myself. we did last year. Yeah, but I don't know if I could ever do a 24 hour. It's so my body long. really likes sleep. Well, the other thing is, is you see those guys on the night laps. That's the thing that that yeah. drove it home for me when I see yeah. somebody just kind of. <sighs> yeah. I mean, they're tired at three in the morning. I mean, they are oh, they are bone yeah. tired by yeah. that point. I mean. Well, They've been a, going 15 hours at that point. With a five-person team, you've got a good almost six hours between laps. See, I have even longer than that because Roger yeah. will do three at once. Oh, shit. He'll do three laps at once. Dave's going to do two laps at a time. You know, what? I'm doing one. Yeah. You know, but, you know, so I do one. Somebody else does two. I mean, you're looking at, Jesus. you know, four guys. You know, I mean, Chris, you know, even, you know, you're looking at, 
five six hours between my ups. God, that's yeah. And then uh, I did a that helps. I did a four person when I first did it, and we had you had a good four hours yeah. between laps, and it yeah. was great because you could just. I mean, I'd I'd get something to eat, I'd sleep for two hours, I'd wake up, and I'd get ready to go again. And it was, I mean, it was nice because you could get some time to just veg. Yeah, I mean, you know? you're there. I mean, it's a little cold. I was unprepared for how cold it would be at night. Yeah, um, last year, forties. It was down into the forties or thirties. Thirties last, last year. week, yeah, last year, and yeah. it was cold. Yeah. That that was a cold night. I remember waking up in my car, thinking, "Oh, shit. oh God, yeah. I got to get dressed. I got to take all my clothes off, and I got to put all my cycling clothes on." Cycling, and I thought, "Oh, yeah, in a car." And so I started it and turned on the heat. Much better, <laughs> much better. <laughs> you you kind of get into that that priv outlook. Actually, you know, after you've been gone for a while, it's like, yeah. oh, "Okay, I'm camping." I, you know, yeah. Or I could turn the key. Or the car works. Holy shit. Holy shit. The I'm car not, works. This is not Gilligan's Island. I could Island. drive home, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Um, no. Okay. So, no, it's a great race, and I'm, I'm looking, I've am I'm always loved announcing it just because it's silly and it's it's a long time, but well, you, I, you miss always, you always I miss racing it. You always encouraged us to, you know, come down, come on down, you know, what's going yeah. on. I, I always kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe I'll get down there or something, yeah. and it kind of becomes, it goes, once you're there, it goes from, yeah, I might stop by to a don't miss. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I didn't realize it when I told my wife last year, I was like, well, I'm going to have five, six hours in between because we had a five-person team. Yeah. Roger's going to be doing two laps. I'm like, I can go five, six hours between, so I can just go home, sleep for a few hours in my bed and come back. <laughs> right. And the thing is, you actually could, you just don't want it. No, because the whole fun is hanging around the camp with all your teammates. Yeah. I mean, I'm literally 20 minutes away from my house. Yeah. And it's, Jesus, you are. Aren't you? Yeah. I'm like 20 minutes away from my house and you don't want to leave. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. Um, so when is the triathlon now that we got you back? So we all know to hold you accountable. Uh, it'll be July 16th. And which one is it? July 27th. July 16th. It's a uh, Whistler. Whistler. Yeah. BC. Okay. Yeah, Whistler. I've heard that's a hard run. No, it's, Whistler. Whistler yeah, is BC. tough. Whistler yeah. is tough. Um, yeah, I I think uh, I I gotta I gotta become very realistic about my goals for this race. I think I have to be very realistic about the time I'm going to be able to put in yeah. to train for this race and maintain a family. And yeah, I mean we're gonna see. I mean, you know, some. It, it, but it's it's you know it's certainly a goal. I mean, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean. You know, that's that's where it's at. I'm not pleased with the volume of training I've got under my belt yeah. right now, but I'm not pleased. But I'm not displeased with the consistency. So we'll see where I can end up. If I run into problems, I'll let you know, and you guys can hold me accountable to that. You know, but I'm going right now. I'm displeased with the volume. Pleased with the consistency. Let's see where we end up. Wow, I mean, Jesus. No, I mean, I I applaud you, man. I will. I honestly can say right now, I will never do an Ironman. Yeah, I may never do another one. Um, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, I mean, we'll see. But we're we're there. You know. I, I just, it's, I, I will admit when I signed up for Ironman in the past, I was basically a single man with no children and it's very difficult to consider training for anything with a family. So I guess my, my hat goes off to you and Chris and Roger and everybody else who has to try and maintain a spouse and child along with their love of sport. And I guess... I've really, I've really kind of realized how difficult that is. Yeah, 
I mean, more experienced it than realized it. Well, that was, and that kind of leaves me what I had intended as the topic. You know, and it, it, I know it's something we talked about before, um, but motivation was the big thing I wanted to kind of bring about. I noticed that every year in spring and summer we get. Uh, spring and early summer are really big right now. Yeah. Oh God. This yeah. everybody wants to b- race their bikes, and then the race numbers start to decline mm-hmm. every summer. Um, and you know, if all holds true, we're about probably five, six weeks away from this dis- decline starting to yeah. happen. And um, what I want to talk about, and I pose this to the uh, the Sufferlandrian knights and dames and stuff like that be just because i knew they were a group who would be online and who all wanted to talk about this speaking sort of, thing. of that and a yeah. tangent you made a bid for knighthood i did did okay. you accomplish knighthood you never listen to the show do you i'm afraid you i i do not listen to myself yeah, that's true i do not listen i to did anyone. i am sir pat sir pat i am sir that, pat. now how many hours was that it was um god if i can remember it was about 11 hours and um yeah, ten videos. You, a little you over. A don't get off. No, you get ten minutes between videos. No more, no less. Well, you you, you can have no less, basically. but yeah, no more. Um, yeah, you know, I'd sit down, I'd get on the computer, I'd reload the next video, I'd shove food in my face, did it right in here, and uh, and and just made it, just fought through, um, cramped up twice, uh, literally like oh crap, I'm pedaling with one leg twice. And I found the incredible healing powers of pickle juice. Was that online? No, um, uh, the the Suffer, Sufferfest group. Yeah, that's actually I mean, yeah. gone. Out, yeah, they were saying drink pickle juice now. Drink it now. And my wife comes in with a glass full, strained out of the pickle jar, and I threw it back, and it helped. Holy shit, it helped. How was it? How easy was it to throw back? Oh, it was. It was a please God. If I don't, if this don't work, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, kind of yeah, thing. yeah. Um, and I, I. Yeah, so made it through. Um, I had almost forgotten to do the last video because my Ross, my schedule of events I printed out didn't print the whole thing. <gasps> and so the last video wasn't on there. And so I streamed the whole thing live here. And I'm showing off and putting my hands in the air. And people and, and um, one rider in particular got online and said, Dude, you still have Violator to go. The last one. Oh! And I was like, oh, shit. Loading up things. Did it as quick as I can. And I think I got the video started with, nine, with you know, eight minutes into the ten. Just got on my bike and did it. Michelle, my wife, lovely wife, rode one and a half with me. Um, and another good friend of mine came in and rode uh, two videos with me. And uh, the rest of it was just me all by myself suffering on. Did it. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Congratulations! Thank you, sir. It was good. It was that's, very good. I mean, that is that's brutal. Yeah, yeah, that is freaking brutal. Speaking of cramping, I don't know, and I'd love to hear people out there, especially when you get in. My my, I've started to ex- experience this in racing. I never used to cramp. Never used to have any leg cramps. Um, I did that Velomanati ride that a lot of the listeners would know about. I went over and did one of the Velomanati rides with Frank. Uh huh. And um. Was I got to the point where my leg locked up towards the tail end of it, and I've never experienced this before, and I would like to know anybody's theory and or solutions on how to deal with cramping. Because last night in the mountain bike race, 14.8 miles, I shouldn't be feeling it, but I started to cramp up <laughs> a little bit. Now, how long was the Velomonati ride? 
That was 74. An aggressive ride? or Yeah, it was in the vein of the Tour of Flanders. And oh, okay. we did all the, well, first of all, we did a long ride leading out of Seattle and all the way around Mercer Island and mm-hmm. back. And then we hit every 20% cobbled grade uh, in the Seattle area, including all the Queen Anne Hill and stuff like that. Just absolutely epic. And on the second that to last. That may explain some of the cramping. But I've never cramped before. That's I've never true. experienced it before. And this was literally, I'm on a 20% cobbled grade, and my leg locked up. And I had one foot on the ground and my other leg sticking straight out. And guys are looking at me going, what the hell is wrong with this Spokane guy? So, so which time before that were you on a 20% cobbled grade? No, but, but, but you're not listening. What I'm saying is I've never cramped. And I started to last night. And my dad looked at me the other day, and he said, "Oh shit, you're finally getting it." So it's ah. like this family curse that I'm that I'm hit with. I'm going, son of a bitch, and so now I got to figure out what I have to do to offset this. Obviously, I've got to change my nutrition program when I'm riding. I've got to be able to be taking something to avoid this, and I'm not carrying around a flask of pickle juice. What about alcohol intake before the race? I didn't. Well, I mean, like the week before or something like that. Well, fuck you. I'm not going to stop drinking. Uh, well, the, the, I was just saying, like, perhaps spitballing. No, um, I, I want to know what to add, not oh, what to okay. take away. Okay. <laughs> okay. Never mind. That. Come on. Be realistic here. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I want a solution. I don't want a penance. Um, yeah. Then the answer is that God is mad at you. It is. That uh, God doesn't want me to ride anymore. No, God wants you to ride, but pain is good. It's weakness leaving the body. There's fuck. God wants all the weakness out immediately, and therefore you have cramps. Or you're turning into a woman. Well, they're not abdominal cramps. No. And I don't get angry. Well, then... uh, I actually was laughing at myself. I'd probably go with the the, uh, God theory then. So so God's pissed. Yeah, God's mad. Maybe Jesus a little angry. Is it because of that candy bar I stole when I was six? That's a start. It went downhill from there. Or the fact that I sold George Hincapie EPO. Well, that didn't help, especially when you sold George Hincapie's son, EPO. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And he was five. Does George have a son? I don't know, but I was... That would make it funnier, wouldn't it? It would. If I was just this guy hanging around... Trying to... Grade schools. Hey, Hey, come here. Hey, you want to be just like Dad? Pull up your hematocrit level. But you got to keep it under 50. Hey, hey, first one's, first one's free. First one's free. Be careful with this shit. Be careful with this shit. Get okay. a Coke can. Get a Coke can. Get, you, <laughs> get a Coke can. And uh, you just call me Moto Man. Um, so motivation. 
I'm trying to figure out, you know, and I, I, I wrote the, these notes kind of planning for our show on Tuesday and that was non Monday. And I was uh, thinking about it in terms of, oh shit, because I, I just came off a month of no riding. Ouch. Because of work. Sure. Like you're dealing with, you know, volume and things like that. Yeah. And how to, how to get through and how to get through these, these past, these times. And I, uh, you know, and I think I almost answered my own question. Because I got out, the junior team was out of the Tuesday night race, and I got out there and raced with them. And um, and then last night again, the Wednesday night mountain bike race, it was just, you got to force yourself to get out there. But, yeah, yeah, I think one of the things that that hit me really hard this year as far as positive motivation was riding the mountain bike a little bit. Really? Um, but riding it not terribly seriously. Um, yeah. One of the things, uh, taking your kid in the trailer, um, super fun. You only get about half hour to 45 minutes with yeah, your kid. You, you can't necessarily it, classify that as training, though. No, no, no. But I'm saying motivation is something different to do. And yeah. Carving time out, you know, that is a bit of a power workout. I will say that. Oh, Climbing shit, yeah. with the, those freaking trailers is with a mountain bike is a, is a bit much. The other piece, though, is just finding trails. I didn't realize just how many cool trails are just around the north side and the yeah. South Hill, for that matter. Yeah. You, know, you go up to the – and just – I don't know. If you're going and you're riding and you're doing stuff and you know you've got a race with the 24-hour race coming up and stuff, I don't know. I mean, I probably – I don't think I'll be in any danger of going fast at the 24-hour race. But riding on a Tuesday night, just sun's behind you. It's a warm night, and you're just – it's like being a kid just yeah. out – cruising around and i think that's the piece is where if it's fun and you're a kid all of a sudden you know all you want to do is get back on that course all you want to do you know like the other night falling down and just having fun with it all you want to do then is back on the course so you kind of touch base on a couple elements there number one is the fact that you guys have signed up for a race and i did have some people comment on that in my inquiry out there that says literally pay for your entry fee and know that the event even though a month or two on the on the horizon um, you're obligated to it because you paid. You're signed up. You have to do it now. Um, that that was one. Um, uh, variety being the other one. Doing all these different types of events. And that's, you know, I and I, I talked about it at the beginning of that show, that little segment before you got here, talking about the fact that I want to do some of these gravel type of events. Um, and, sure. And go out there and, and hit some of these things. Um, and I just, I think it adds that variety and it brings something new to it. It's not just, and I mean no offense to the local cycling scenes, but it's not just going back out there and doing another race that you've done every year. And it's the same people you're racing against and it's the same group and everybody sits in and waits for the fucking sprint or something like that. And if you attack, it's almost worthless. So... I agree. I think um, I, I, I would take it one step further, though. I think a lot of it, as I miss the mic with my voice. Right. Um, You're out of practice. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> I think one of the pieces to me is just fun. And I, I agree with you. You know, if you're doing the same thing over and over again eh, with the same practices, you can generally expect the same results. But I wonder what's the goal and the goal yeah. for me is you know not to be a great junior or not to be you know the best i could be or anything like that the goal now is you know what am i doing here and and i guess what are my priorities and that's one of the things that really hit me this year 
was okay my my weight's a little high okay we'd start dealing with that you know lose some pounds and you know how do i focus it and turn that into a fun game of like okay i'm jumping on the scale wow i can't believe i'm down that low i can't yeah. believe you yeah. know once you start losing and you know well i'm not going to eat that cuz that's you know that you know you don't have to go all nuts on it but you know going okay i'm not going to do that and then well okay i'm at work all day and i i work long hours but could i carve time out and today like i was this close i was so close to being able to disappear for three and a half hours, and then I got caught into a meeting. You and could I, get up to three and a half hours. Sometimes because wow. everything canceled, but it was yeah. the morning, and I came in and I told one of the paralegals, "I'm like, I'm gonna go ride the course," and uh, she's like, "Go, go, go!" And then somebody called right then. I'm like, "Oh, oh shit!" But yeah. I think carving out that time, and what I've also done is carved out the time in the evening to where, if I come home, I go to the the YMCA and do you know like generally about 50, 55 minutes on the treadmill as a base, you know, for something to just do. That way I don't get yeah. injured. I'm yeah. not out in the middle of nowhere, but that's like something you can do every day. You can do it whenever whenever you have time, you can go do it. I always have a trainer set up in the basement. You can always get an hour on the trainer. Oh, you God. can always, and, and I don't like the trainer or anything Oh, like that, this time of year, it just kills me when I'm, but if it's when night, I'm indoors riding and I'm looking outside and, oh, my God. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that in the day. Yeah. But I'm saying at night. You know, if it's night, hop on the trainer. There's always something, you know, there's always something you can do. And to carve that time out and that time away, you know, it, it, it just pays huge dividends, you know, because then you start to miss it if you don't do it. If, oh, God. If you, well, you start to miss it and then you get to that phase where you haven't done it long enough where you don't miss it and then you've just adjusted to life where you're correct. not working out and you can't understand why you're grouchy at night and, you know, you're getting heavy again. Yeah, and, and, and why food tastes so good and why is that the only thing that brings me pleasure? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just need more and I feel more it's empty inside. really light carbs. Um, and, and I also had, I had several people commenting on the concept that guilt, you know, guilting yourself or having other people guilt you and I don't I, I, I that might work for them but I've never been I mean I feel the guilt I express the guilt to myself when I look at my bikes and they haven't been out in a while or something like that I should be Catholic I feel the yeah. same way yeah. oh yeah it's the good, good Catholic guilt but um, I don't know if that motivates me though that just makes me more grumpy well it also perpetuates the same thing of like well what good's this gonna do yeah. if I go out for an hour and then you I have yet to go on a ride in my life and go god I wish I hadn't done that yeah, that's true. I've I've never done that. But I will say riding is harder to do than say running. I'd say riding is because you got to go, you oh, got to make yeah. such a conscious effort to get dressed, get on the road and then start going. You know, and the first like 5 minutes of riding can either be blissful or it can be yeah. horrible. It can yeah. be like god, why am I out here this sucks, you know. Yeah. And then then you settle in and you start going and then you you're up there and the the good part about like road riding if especially around here if you don't like the scenery wait 10 minutes yeah you know well and the thing about running is is I don't know about you but I I run and the whole time I'm saying this sucks generally yeah, yeah I don't there's like, like you're 20 minutes in going only oh 40 my to go God. yeah yeah um now with running though the thing about it is is um I can go out for an hour and run and get a great, brilliant, a run is a, a one hour is kind of a long run. That's a long run, yeah. Yeah, a run, a one hour on a bike, you're not even, you're wasting your time. If you've you're only got an up. hour, if you've only got an hour to ride your bike, you're wasting your time. I'd say an hour on the trainer is solid. I'd say if you can, if you can get your heart rate up and, and you know, yeah. Jimmy Jack around, probably an hour 20, hour, hour and a half for a short workout would yeah. probably get you there on a trainer. But it's not going to build a whole lot. You I've know. I've found a lot of those training programs for that time crunch kind of a concept. You almost have to do some, a majority of those, and the Sufferfest ones, the training programs. 
they are intended to have a couple rides a week where you're still indoors. And mm-hmm. oh man, I struggle with that. Yeah, I, I'm not a I'm not a proponent of indoor cycling, but I am a proponent of indoor cycling versus nothing. Yeah, um, yeah. I guess that's that's really it. I, I I agree that there is you can sit there and do the trainer for hours and it doesn't simulate the road, especially yeah. I mean, you can feel it on a climb. You know, you can get your heart rate up on a trainer as high as you can go oh, yeah. for a week, and then your first hard climb is I mean, <gasps> you yeah, know, it's a different shit, this feeling. Is harder. Yeah, and I've I found you know, and I think we talked about this when you're riding indoors. If you don't have proper ventilation or cooling, your heart rate can never get to the level you want it to get, mm-hmm. as compared to being outside. Yeah, I mean, it's just I it I I hardly ever hit the numbers that I do. Oh, you can't. Yeah, for whatever reason, but it sure feels like you're hitting the numbers. Yeah, I mean, it sure feels like your heart rate's skyrocketing and that you're going to die. Yeah, oh, shit, yeah, you know, yeah. it does feel like death inside <laughs> yet we keep doing sweet it. And sweet we, release and we pay for it we pay for the pleasure to experience that death yeah i don't know i mean but i do think you know like i i we bought my wife did actually they she bought my my daughter a strider bike oh um, shit really yeah and uh she's not as thrilled as she could be um your daughter? daughter yeah no she yeah. she i think she thought she was getting a small tricycle oh and boy. so she's on it crying it's very cute picture but um <laughs> i guess what i would hope is that you know eventually she loves it as much yeah. as i do but or or even loves it i don't even care if she loves it as much as i do i, I hope that she loves a bike because yeah more kids need to ride bikes well you know and i my my son's on the team with uh these other kids and and he's been he's at this crossroads he's kind of you know an early taylor finney i hope um, where he is big into soccer right now, and that's kind of the controlling sport in his life. But he went out to the races this week, unable to race because he was sick earlier in the week, and he was out there, and he just – you I could see him getting tense at the fact that he couldn't race. and That's that's perfect. That's a dream come true. But you do notice that the Harry Gary is no longer in here. We had the spring break camp, and uh, my son unfortunately tore the derailleur, <gasps> the front derailleur brazon off the frame. Can you fix that? Um, I'm worried about the fact that it might have done some damage to that thin-walled tubing right there on the seat tube. So um, <gasps> I think I think Jackson's going to be doing most of his road racing campaign this year on his cyclocross bike. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess we'll just swap out the wheels. And- yeah, well, and that's what he's done. And, you know, I talked to Glenn Copas over at Elephant, who is the guy who, if anybody, who could re- repair the bike. He said uh, he said he could he might be able to get it so the tubing's not damaged and get you know get it all ready to roll again. He says, but the biggest heartbreak's going to be that paint job because it was a black to candy apple green fade and it was absolutely gorgeous. But I th- you know obviously it's how, um, it's done. Yeah, how do you? I've I've ripped off rear derailleurs. I've never ripped off a front. You know, I don't know what was happening. We were Famous doing last words because I'm sure that'll happen to me this weekend. Yeah, we were doing the classic drills on the grass, you know, bing and stuff oh. like that. I was teaching the kids that. And I don't know what happened, but he must have caught, I, you know. I had to catch a wheel there. It Maybe his pedal, his, I mean, his crank might have, maybe the derailleur shifted a little bit. He, he shifted really hard or something and, and, and shifted the derailleur and caught it with his crank arm and, just, I mean, ripped it off. You should see the derailleur. It's bent in half. An old classic campy brazon derailleur. Well, not classic. It's a, it's a record. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just, oh, not record. What's the second level down? No. Oh, fuck it. No. Anyway. Wow, you just dated yourself by saying that. Is that what, what's below record? Um, shit. 
No, I feel like an idiot. But anyway, and God, it's so it, it. I've owned one campy Groupo in my life. Did you? Yeah, I this, don't remember what it was. No, this was record. Yeah, it goes super weird than record. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, and it was a. It's a gorgeous kit, but I, I might just take the kit off of that frame and build it up on one of my older steel frames for now until because because the the junior team is fortunate enough to have been sponsored by Trek, I'm going to be able to get them a pretty good deal on a replacement bike. You know, 105 built up bike. You know, aluminum frame. Uh, did really you, fairly um, priced. So. Did you beat him soundly? Oh, absolutely. And um, fortunately, I had an old Silka pump with that a metal with for. a metal head on it. And, uh-huh. and it is amazing the amount of discipline you can lay out with one of those. Well, things. yeah. I mean, you know, if you're not going to get bruised on the grass, you should get bruised by your father. Absolutely. And I think that's you oh, know, yeah. I mean, the that's the whole just point ridiculous. of having kids. A lot of times, what I do is, you know, with my stepson, is the discipline I've found is while we, do, it, it's not consistent, it's random, and I find oh, that that absolutely. provides a great amount of fear because well, they never know when it's coming. Well, they never know when it's coming, so it's yeah. a consistent level of apprehension in his life. It's yeah. kind of like, it's kind of like being in the gulag. Um, oh, you know, just like you don't know when it's coming. You know, I mean, best of maybe, times. Yeah. Maybe I'll be smiling one minute, and the next thing you know, yeah. I'm screaming like a lunatic. Yeah, and. Uh, I you always know. say the beatings will continue until morale improves. Yeah, and that yeah. really does. I remember yeah. one time I did read a uh, police report. And, Absolutely. Uh, I was, now you're was, making it real. I was yeah. I'm no, full I'm, of shit. I'm joking, I, and now you're about to make it real. The police officer reported that he attempted to calm the suspect through several closed-fisted face blows. Oh, that And I thought it, to myself, though. what yeah. could be more soothing? <laughs> calm the hell down. No! Yeah, I said, just kind of <laughs> Stop hitting me! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, that was... By uh, the way, the last about minute and a half we, complete bullshit. Yeah, we... we <laughs> no, the, the, the police report's true, but neither one of us beats our children. So if those of you who are calling CPS right now, please yeah, exactly. just click, lay oh down God. the phones and... We do not beat our children. I told you that story about when Jackson was a young kid. Oh, no. Oh, my God. When he was a young kid, I used to, you know, I, I used to, I'm partial child myself. And so I would joke around with him when he was a, a little kid, maybe three, four. Yeah. He'd, he'd, you know, he'd get mad or something like that. And I'd go, oh, should we call CPS and stuff like that? And that was a constant little joke. He had no idea what CPS was. Yeah, yeah, meant. yeah. And, um, and, you know, and probably this is completely out of taste. But um, there was one day we were in the grocery store, and he points to the candy bars. You know, he's sitting in the shopping cart like in front of Like any three-year-old. Yeah, he the candy bar says, Dad, can I have a candy bar? And I said, no, buddy, we can't today. And yeah. at the top of his lungs in the grocery store, he screams, Call CPS! At the top of his lungs. <laughs> I realized that there were times and issues to joke around with a four-year-old, and there were issues that you should probably not. And Lesson I re- learned. I remember the lady at the check stand fortunately knew me because, you know, I had gone there all the time. She just looked up at me you know, with this shocked look on her face. I was like, oh, Jesus, how do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah, yeah. Funny day. Funny yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there, yeah, no. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I, there, I've had plenty of opportunities to go ahead and shelve my dad of the year award until next year. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, um, me, uh, talking of things you shouldn't do, we should segue on to the next segment. Um, I, I, you, you haven't been around for long enough, so I've no. kind of broken the show into little segments. We have our news, we have our topic, and we have our top five list. And then we're oh. going to go to a rant. I don't know if do you have a rant tonight yeah, for us. Okay, he, he can he improvises these fucking rants, people, and I have I have them written out word for word, and you improvise I do too. them. Well, oh, you have it on your phone or something like no, that, or is it right just here. in your head? It's all right here. It's Great. Right now. So, uh, top five lists, and I and you could probably come up with your top five. I have um, uh, cycling fashion mistakes, things you should never 
ever, ever do to yourself. And I'm not going to pick on triathletes and say um, I, arm warmers and sleeveless jerseys. jerseys. I'm not going to say that because I've busted balls about that. You've done that for years. Bullshit. Oh, busted balls about yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have. Yeah. And I think it's a terrible look, but I completely understand if you've ever run in a cycling jersey and how it chafes your rips the shit out of your armpits. And you, you understand. It makes sense. And it's if your arms are cold and you don't have a sleeve jersey, you're screwed. Yeah. You have to do it. It's just a way to, to cover a little bit more of your body from the wind. For, yeah. Especially for like a sprint or something yeah. like that. But I think yeah. I think it looks terrible. But Agreed. Um, okay. Now, uh, first on the list, uh, have you seen the POC helmets, the 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 new ones, um, the POC helmets or the Giro AeroTax? I have decided that when I originally saw the AeroTax, I thought it was cool. And now the more I see it, those ventless helmets, um, you look like a character from the Mario uh, video games. I thought the 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 air attack. I I can honestly say I believe, and I may be on record on this show as saying, no, yeah, yeah. I I think I may I may have gone. No, I don't I th- like it. I think I brought it on the the women's show when we had Jenny Gardner and um, mm-hmm. Allison Bell on the show, and I had talked about two those. true badass women. Yeah, absolutely. Two, yeah, you want to and my wife. Up, my wife is here too. So. Well, your your wife is there too, but. As far as, yeah, as, well, I mean, that's just it. It's like if you looked up badass woman in the dictionary, the three of them would be right there. Yeah. It would be a picture. My wife would disagree with you, but um, I can't be mean to my wife because as of yesterday, I've been married to her for 20 years. 20 so, years? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Did she, kind of, did she get a medal or something? With she that? should. She get, I mean, what she is should. she, you know, um, big, bigger life insurance I don't policy? really know what she's in on it for. This is either she's lost a bet, some penance, or my parents are paying her off. Ah, uh, then. Most likely the latter. It might be. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we don't have any cool shit around here. So sad. Yeah. Uh, so first one is those horrible helmets. Second one, um, and you might disagree with me on this because I don't know if tries into it or not, uh, fully colored shorts. Um, I still think black needs to be the predominant color of, of cycling shorts. So do you have a problem with the Arrive kit? No, they're not. They still have predominantly black. Oh, okay. It's they have a white panel, but the shorts are black in the inside, especially in the back of the legs. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Good. I, well, I'm a, I'm a purist that way too. I though. had a pair. I had a team I rode for a couple of years ago, Saturn of Bellevue, and the shorts were red, all red, and they were horrible. Yeah, I've I've got uh, one pair of I think all blue shorts, but they're more of a triathlon short. Yeah, yeah. I, I like them. They're I actually love the chamois, but um. You know, I think it's a Ralph Lauren short. Um, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay with a panel, but the majority of it, I think, still has to be black. I would say 99.9999% of my shorts are black. Okay. I'd say so there, we'll, may be, there may be a colored pair in there, though. We're in agreement on those two fashion mistakes. Agreed. Especially the helmets. I, I, yeah, I got I to gotta okay. really back you up hard on okay. the helmets. Uh, number three, uh, wearing cycling clothing after the ride is over. I'm surprised that's not number one. Well, I, um, I don't necessarily rank them in order, but I would um, I would rank that as quite a fox pass. A fox pass, even even if you have to break down and actually pull on something over your cycling shorts, like if you came with a pair of jeans and you have to pull on the jeans over your cycling shorts, that is still pretty clammy chamois. I mean, you know, if you go out to dinner and you still got the chamois, why not just in go there. commando? Oh boy. Yeah, I go mean, chamois time is not training time. Why? Why go? Sh- I would rather go commando than chamois time. Yeah, Hands I was. Down. Oh man, yeah, it was. It's nasty. 
Um, and so and that's just that's lose just... the shorts. And there's nothing worse than when you see somebody. And I've I've actually been in that situation where I finished a ride and everybody want to stop for a beer and you're still in your cycling clothes. So one beer, I'm okay. You hop on your bike and you ride back to home or back you to your, your car bike with you. That's a little more. Acceptable. But man, I feel weird hanging out for more than 20, 30 minutes after a ride in my gear. Yeah, I remember like when we raced. The, one of the things was we'd go for a ride, drop down to uh, Four Seasons Coffee, and wow, you dated yourself. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah Four Seasons Coffee. And then yeah. we'd go and we'd sit there and drink as much coffee as we could, and then we'd all ride home <laughs> our separate directions. I mean, it would literally pound coffee. So that's the closest I've come to chamois time in that regard yeah. in my life. That's twenty four years ago. So I would say agreed. I do not think the middle-aged man sitting at the Elk no. in his, um, you know, I don't know, U.S. Postal jersey yeah. is, is a good oh, look Jesus. for being hip and in shape. Yeah, and you're not going to attract the ladies. Well, even if you're not looking to attract the ladies or the men, I just don't think it's a good look. I think cycling clothes belong on a bike, and they that's it. It's really awkward any other time. It's really not very good stuff. And that's why I say, you know, I mean, yeah. I still feel that way with women cycling. I'm like, if you could make cycling clothes a little more sexy for women, you'd, women. But that's for you, though. You could yeah. say that, but most of the women are probably swearing at their iPods right now. I hope they are. Yeah. I, would, I, I, I don't believe that our women disagreed with me that much. When we had I don't think show. they did either. Yeah. I'm just saying you need to make it. I do think you need to feminize apparel for women and women hanging out in sexy cycling apparel. But the problem is yeah. I, I, if they can make Kevlar for bulletproof vests, very thin and manageable, that's great. Yeah. But apparently they have yet to make a sexy chamois. And so oh, it's still like riding around on a it's pizza. A diaper. Yeah, it's it a diaper. is. It's a glorified diaper. It's a diaper, guys. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and call a spade a spade there. So yeah. agreed. If you're sitting around in the coffee shop in your diaper, yeah, the yeah. cooper just landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, number four, cycling glasses are for cycling. Regular glasses for everything else. Two shall cross. You know what? I'm And I'm struggling with this now, especially with my current, um, oh, fuck it, age. Um, where I'm noticing that I need a bifocal. I'm wearing a bifocal reading glass right now so I can look down at the iPad for my notes. Um, cycling computers are, are hard to see when you desperately need them, and I'm not going to wear casual sunglasses with a prescription in them, and I don't want to go out and shell out all the money for a pair of cycling glasses that have prescription bifocals, in them. Yeah. yeah, so it's like, shit, what am I going to do here? I would, I would choose to get younger. Oh, okay. I, okay. I well, I days think, of future past. I yeah. think, yeah. I mean, I would just go back to your former self, and I think your writing will improve. It will. It um, will. I, yeah. I would say that, or I think, uh, I think that may be a uh, gray area rule. But you can't. No, you can't cross. I can't. I can't go out there with um, Ray Ban aviators on my bike. You don't do that. I you know if it was all I had and I had to get a ride in I would I would no I think you're wrong uh, no, no 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 I'm not saying I would be right as yeah. far as fashion gods the fashion gods may choose to strike me down on that day but if I had to cover my eyes with something I would use whatever I had okay last one um, I think and uh, mountain bikers are going to yell at me about this one and so is a specific company um, I think uh, Camelbacks are made for hikers or Marines. Or Marines. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Marines. I mean, but like I don't think they ever bo- bo- belong on a bike. 
Unless you're talking, I'm doing solo ride for 18 hours, and all I have is what I have with me. I remember doing an adventure race, and a Camelback was absolutely something I wished I'd had. Well, that's because you're doing hiking, climbing, running, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about last night, um, or even I had the 24-hour race this week. Ladders in a backpack, though, yeah, and I went through those in no time. And had I been able to hydrate. I was fine, but it was tough. But I'm saying this weekend you're doing a 14.8 mile loop. You don't need a Camelback. No, you could put one. You can put one bottle on your bike and you're good to go. I might drink half of it. Yeah, and so you're gonna see how many Camelbacks you're gonna see out there with full, you know, Armada toolkits on them, and all this shit, and a full bladder of water that these guys are carrying with them. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary, and I think it looks kind of stupid to be honest. I'm not a fan of the look of a camelback. I do not disagree with its utility and its um, the ability to carry a fair bit of water. Carries a boatload of water. Carries a fair bit of water with a great delivery system. It's a fantastic yeah. product. I don't think it's that helpful on a bike. Yeah. However, it is nice on a mountain bike because you just go tick. And it's, you know, it's, yeah, it's it there. It's right in your mouth. Yeah, because it, usually with a mountain bike, you know, the times last night I reached down and grabbed my bottle, you had to be on a specific stretch. You yeah. can't just, yeah. It, you'd need to, but I mean, the same is it's true being on a road miles. bike, though. But yeah, yeah let's, that's why I'm saying. If you're going to go and do a 100-mile mountain bike ride, I would say the Camelback's okay. a, yeah. great, a great option. If you're going to do 15-mile loop, well, do you need a bottle? You know, I, I mean, don't think you do. You probably do, but. The I World mean, Cup guys aren't doing it, so, you know. Yeah, but I mean, I I found that I didn't carry a bottle last year for any of my laps, and I just I was I did not like that. Yeah. I, I was glad to have a, a couple one. sips. Yeah, yeah. I, I carry one. Yeah, a couple sips really help. Yeah, your comfort. All right, so those are my top five, and I'm sure we could come up with a boatload more, but those are the just the ones that pop into my head. I'd say the ones that jump into my head for cycling, other than Villaminati rules, you know. That, um. Yeah. I would say, let's see here. The ones that, that would jump out at me, though. Um, Dayglow, Third Eyes. I would say beware of your jackets. Yeah. Um, you probably, if you're going to be riding a bike as a bike ride, you know, maybe the, the Holly Hobby Windbreaker unzipped flapping. Oh, is yeah. Probably. Yeah. Is probably less than than something that will end you up on the first page of Vogue cycling. Yeah, I think that's always kind of an annoyance. I think you should probably consider looking in the mirror for your helmet and make sure it's on straight. Yeah, that's a good one. That's an easy one. one. How many times have you seen them on backwards? Even too. There you go. And that was my next one. Was you should also have a helmet and know which way it faces. Yeah. Um, that can be the same rule. No I big think. old gaper gaps in the front, too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's just it. I think, um, you know, what what else would be a good one? I I do agree. Um, dink yeah. marks, dink marks, dink marks. Chain though, ring mark inside the of your The problem with dink marks are it's kind of like going to Kmart. Everybody get has had one. Yes, but you, you know you're going to get them, but wipe them off immediately. Yeah, just yeah, just lick your hand and wipe them off. Yeah. Um, I would say wearing gloves after you got off your bike. I saw a kid drive home with her helmet on the other day. Safe driving. In the you car. can't be too careful. Yeah. I you mean, that, those airbags could deploy in a heartbeat, <laughs> and you are not going to have time to react. Um, I think that's that's important. I do think that 
finally, I think I'm at four. This will be five. And I do think that when you go out for a ride, you should consider the temperature. And that should probably be the most important piece of your ride and not <laughs> necessarily what cycling gear you have available to wear. <laughs> which means if you only own tights and a jacket, maybe go for a run that day. Because uh, when it's frozen 75 degrees, no, oh. it's 75 degrees and you're out there in tights and a jacket. You went out in tights and no, a jacket? No, other people. Oh, oh that's shit. If you're looking for a fashion thing where I'm going, yeah. there's, the only reason you're wearing that is because that's all you own. Oh, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. other piece is when it's 30 degrees and you're out there in shorts and a short sleeve jersey. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think those are fashionably wrong because it just it's like I know how cold it is. I know how cold it is when it's 20 miles an hour. Yeah. And I know that you're freezing your ass off and you're going to... You you know, you're just, it, it looks stupid. And don't get me started with shirtless runners. Well, you know, if you got the abs and you're kind of the Channing no, Tatum, you I, know. No, I hate, I, I have a problem with shirtless runners. If you're Channing Tatum, I have a huge problem with you're the one runners. who has the problem. But, I mean, that's that's. And there are some show. names, I could name names like uh, the Salem Witch Trials of shirtless runners. There are some people who I know who are, run shirtless because they are sexy and it bugs the shit out of me. Well, it bugs me, too, because I'm not sexy. I'm not either. And I think that's, if I were sexy, how many, I would run nude. How? Why is it that so many people on this planet have no chest hair? Uh, are there selling, uh, There are that many people shaving their chest in this, in this world? There anymore? really are. Are there really? Yeah. Am I one of the last holdouts? Uh, dude, unless you're, unless you're planning on LASIK, <laughs> that shit's not happening. No, Jesus Christ, I'm a fuzzy <laughs> black Irish here, man. <laughs> I am fucking kidding I got, I got stuff poking up. I can't believe you shave your legs. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, well, I, I have do. no idea. I, I know that there are, there are people against the cruelty of razors that I, are actually out there. Look, oh, they're, they've got torches right now saying. No, it's cool. I use a sickle. <laughs> I don't know what diamond blade you use to shave those things. <laughs> what is it? Uh, why do you have a wood planer? Yeah. Ah, no problem. Why do you have? Why is your bathroom wired for two twenty? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say you running without chest hair is um very similar oh, to yeah. It's, it's not, never gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. There's not enough nair in the world. That's like that'd be like Montana passing gay marriage. Yeah. I mean, well. <laughs> Hey, knock on wood. But that, know, I mean, no, I hope they do. But I'm, I'm just going. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of the most conservative. The last place. thing that'll happen. Yeah, yeah, be, yeah. Me you know, shaving chests, you know, yeah, and I don't stuff think like that's that. So. Um, okay, before we go to before we go to rant, upcoming calendar. Obviously, the 24 hour, 24 hours round the clock uh, happening this weekend. Great race. Uh, if you're in our region, come and do it. Uh, Mark and I are both. We got a busy weekend next weekend. Um, we are covering the Troika Triathlon on May 31st, which is a Saturday. The return of Troika and uh, new date on their calendar, and I guess they're keeping everything out medical lake area this year mm -hmm. so uh, so we're doing that and then obviously the return of the windermere marathon that very next day so we've got races back to back um, <sighs> it's going to be a tough long weekend because yeah, i know windermere starts at you know i don't know i think we have to be out there at five o'clock in the morning or something like that at ready to broadcast at five o'clock in the morning i think yeah the, or they like us up up like the starts at Six, yeah. Seven? yeah. It starts at seven, I think. So we have to be broadcasting by six. Yeah. I know that. All I know is I leave the house around four. That's miserable. Four something. So um, the start for me is the most fun part of the race. Yeah, you get to do the good start. I yeah. do the marathon. You do the half marathon, and uh, obviously a lot of more enthusiastic people do the half marathon. It's a pretty cool marathon. Yeah. And so we've been with them since the beginning, and you know they've been through their growth spurts and their stumbling blocks, but uh, 
still a good group of people and and i guess we're we're they, they haven't gotten so sick of us yet that they've just said you guys are idiots go away oh they've said we're idiots many a time oh yeah they yeah have. and uh and they still hire us back and actually you want to talk about a race that started literally from nothing yeah and has grown consistently yeah over the years i mean it's it's pretty impressive yeah troika was the first multi-sport race i was ever involved in um been around for a long time and i was i did the uh team version of it i was a ringer for the cycling leg of it but uh, i've never done it individually have you done it individually no no that's crazy um i do remember we used to go out and officiate for it as cyclists i remember there was one year we went out and i ended up on the back of some motorcycle and uh really yeah and called drafting i don't even think i had a helmet (laughs) that's ironic yeah i mean you're telling me not to draft (laughs) you're on the back of a motorcycle with no helmet it was the 80s man (laughs) um (laughs) i remember yeah there's a bunch of us went out there and we all end up on the back of these motorcycles like you know and i I didn't penalize anybody but it was just you'd come up no drafting that was the race i remember where they had train tracks at a certain point in it Mm -hmm. and after a specific year they had to make people actually dismount at the train tracks because somebody had gone through the train tracks and bunny hopped them and hadn't tightened their front skewer down (gasps) And could you imagine that, just that ring, that ching, where you're watching your wheel roll away from you? You have that flash of, the oh, second. Fuh. And then right, just forks hit the ground first, and I guess this guy just greased himself out over the train tracks. Just just broken collarbone, you know, medvac, all that kind of stuff. And so from there on out, I think they invented fork tabs, and they also made you put a foot down on those train tracks. I... I still remember I have a I was on a bike trip with a group of kids and we all went into a cafe and I was they were it was you know the kids all had like standard bikes and stuff yeah. and I had my Pogliaghi which was old school oh god yeah with with no old no, steel yeah it was a beautiful bike and so I I flipped my front um, skewer down if one of the townies wanted if to somebody grab my stole bike, your bike yeah someone grab it it's like have a good time and so I flipped my skewer down we get done um, doing it. And Got on my bike and we uh, oh, we, we we went down this hill and I don't know if you've been to Worley. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. you go down from Plummer and you drop down into Benoit and there's a big hill there. Yeah. Okay. So I go down that big hill. I'm looking at my uh, speedometer and I'm doing 45. Oh, and uh, I'm sitting there and I hear ting 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 ting. And uh, and so I just kind of slow down and I stop and I look. The skewer was down. It was open the whole time. Open the whole time. And this is back before the fork tabs that would died. keep your wheel in place. Yeah, I would have. Oh, Jesus. maybe died. I had the, you know, oh, I had the, the cool Jesus. cooler helmet. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. I had. Yeah, I that might have been bad. Oh my god! You ever you ever think you're not lucky because you got a ticket? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just you could put your foot on the ground and just do a. <laughs> I am buying a lottery ticket right now. Yeah. Oh shit! You wouldn't bother because you've already won. Yeah, you already won. I mean, that's you know. I mean, yeah, that was one of those. Oh Christ! I remember, and you know, and and this kid came up, you know, because I slowed down, and I'm slowing down really slow, not yeah. using my front brake. Oh yeah, you know, you grab on that, you never know if it's yeah. just going to shoot out. Yeah. So I'm just feathering it, you know, slowing it down. Oh, this God. kid comes up and he's like, "Hey, what's going on? I'm like, here, check this out." Yeah. Lift up your front fork. And, Think. Oh shit. That was oh, shit. Yeah, by far one of the dumbest things I've ever done. <laughs> well, life ain't over yet. Oh, no, no. Uh, one of the dumbest things. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. Well, first of all, I'd like to take an opportunity, even though our beers are empty, to, to say it's awesome to have you back, man. It's It's been too long, and we've got to quit doing this shit. Um, 
uh, these dry spells, things oh, like yeah. that. Um, and um, without, I, I hope you, you always come up with these great rants and it pisses me off. But um, folks, check us out. Be sure to check out the sponsors. And um, thanks again to the Sufferfest, to Elephant Bikes, to Road ID. And uh, get on iTunes and, and give us a rating or I guess go from there. Um, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the return of the great Mr. Mark Hodgson. So roughly two weeks ago, I um, had probably the worst day of my life. My wife and I had noticed that my daughter had fallen ill, and she was fine. She had a fever. Anybody who has kids, hopefully many of the listeners I imagine are probably in our demographic. We all probably have had kids or have kids. And uh, she's two years old, and she had a fever of about 101. And uh, so we took her into the doctor, and she ends up with a fever and Doc says, well, it's probably an ear infection or looks like an ear infection. So we took her home, and she had a little rash on her back. It wasn't too bad. We waited another two, three days, another two days, and she was getting worse. Her eyes became bloodshot. Her breathing became labored. The, gra- the rash grew to all parts of her body, and her temperature remained at a steady 101, 102 degrees. We naturally thought that the infection had gotten worse and simply that the antibiotics hadn't worked. So we went to the doctor again, and the doctor at that point in time was aside and said, okay, at this point in time, due to the fact that it's a five-day fever consistent, she has a rash, and it's these things. It's something called Kawasaki's disease, which is a 1 in 100,000 chance that your child will become sick with this stupid disease that nobody knows what causes it. What it causes is a giant amount of inflammation that eventually attacks the medium-level blood vessels of your heart. So left untreated, simply put, your child is very likely to become severely injured or die. But if you take her to the hospital right now, we can treat this. At that point, through tears and everything else, the only thing that came out of my mind and my mouth was, okay, which hospital? There wasn't a choice. There was nothing there. It was a simple answer. I wanted to cry. The only reason I didn't was because I figured if I'd cried, then my wife would cry, and then my daughter would lose it, and so I didn't. I cried on my way to the hospital because they were in a separate car. We got there. We essentially made the choices through a very difficult maze. Nobody really understands the medical system, and I don't know if the medical system understands the medical system. It turns out that there is a very simple blood product that treats the disease. It goes away in 12 hours, never comes back, and there's an excellent chance because we caught it so soon that no permanent damage would be done. That's it. Hardest day of my life, and all it was was 12 hours. It seems kind of ironic that we sit here and we prioritize all these things in our lives where in an instant your entire life can change. Your entire life can be taken away from you. You think you're going to the doctor to get a different prescription of antibiotics, and you learn that there's a potential deadly flaw with your daughter that had you not caught it, it could have been tragic. Well, how is that any different from anything else? Why do we sit there and put off things for tomorrow? Why do we sit there and wonder, what can I do? What angle can I get? How much am I saving for retirement? Everything be taken away from you in one instant. Your life can be turned on its ear. What are you doing today? And I guess that's the question. What are your priorities? Are your priorities to become fit, to become the next superhuman man? If you have a family, that's probably a mistake. But I do think that there are things in sport and things that we all have that are actually amazing. So maybe prioritize your life. Don't give up. If you are spending 16 hours a week on your bike and you're over the age of 40 and you do not have a pro contract, I will do it in that order, then perhaps it's time to look inward and look at what you really want to do. 
could you spend that time with your family and actually create something that matters? Because what I've learned is that every single thing in this life can be taken away from you. Your money, your family, everything can be taken away from you. And at the end of the day, all you really have is those relationships that you cultivate. And one of the things I'm most grateful for is that I have people in my life that have been there since my childhood that I still talk to. And so for that reason, I'm glad that I still have the things I do. I'm glad that I got a little wake-up call for my priorities, that I actually value my family and friends more than anything, that I was able to take a very difficult situation and I look, at, look upon it with, I guess, an ideal of gratitude. And maybe, maybe I can be less of a selfish bastard in the future. I'm going to do my best. But I think that's the piece is what do you want? Figure out what you want. Go out and get it. But look at those around you because they may not always be there. I'm Mark Hudson. Good God, I'm Pat Bulger. It felt good to hear that name. We will catch you next time, everybody. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.